Hello, Monetization Nation. Today, I am joined by Vivica Van Rosen. Vivica is the co-founder of Vengresso, which is the largest provider of full-spectrum modern digital sales transformation solutions. Known as the LinkedIn expert, she's authored the best-selling LinkedIn Marketing, An Hour a Day, and LinkedIn, 101 Ways to Rock Your Personal Brand. She's been named in Forbes, four years running as a top social media expert and is a regular contributor and has been featured in Forbes, BuzzFeed, Inc., CNN, Entrepreneur, Selling Power, and the Social Media Examiner. Her business mission is to help sales professionals and business owners create more quality and qualified conversions on LinkedIn. And we are going to dive deep today into uh, LinkedIn marketing and social selling. Thank you so much for joining us today, Vivica. Awesome. I know there's a lot of these there. Vivica Von Rosen, Van Gresso, Chief Visibility Officer. I like to make yeah. sure my folks can get alliteration down. So can we start off with having you share with us something that you are super passionate about? I'm passionate about creating better conversations using social. And I think, you know, with, with the pandemic and everyone like has to be on LinkedIn um, or on social, people are like, okay, I'm on social, go buy my stuff. And it, that, that is not the way to go about creating yes. a conversation. It's all about listening and it's all about your buyer and being aware of your buyer's needs. And once you're clear on that, um, positioning yourself as someone, you know, the trusted advisor, as opposed to the pushy sales guy or sales gal or CEO or entrepreneur. And then that way we can create more quality, qualified conversations that lead to more conversions. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Can you tell us about your journey to become this expert in LinkedIn marketing and social selling and a successful author and entrepreneur? Yeah, well, you know, uh, about, let's see, LinkedIn just turned 18. So it would have been about 15 years ago. Um, I was running a completely different, I, I was running a co-share space. I was a manager and part owner of a co-share space. And I learned something about myself. I love entrepreneurs. I love, you know, business owners. I love networking and I really, really suck at managing people. So what I would love to do is bring people in and, and have networking events. Remember when we could meet face-to-face -face and have networking events and I would bring in speakers. And I brought someone in to talk about web 2.0, which shows you how long ago it was. And at the end of this, you know, ooh, the internet is interactive. Um, she mentioned this thing called LinkedIn. And at the time there were 7 million users, which was huge because there was no Facebook, there was no Twitter, there was no Instagram, there was no 2 billion users yeah. anywhere. There was match.com, you know, but there wasn't really online social networking. So, so LinkedIn with 7 million users was like a big deal. And I just kind of dove into it. Um, I laughed a little bit at the introduction because you said at LinkedIn expert. And truly the reason I'm a LinkedIn expert is because that's my Twitter handle, my Facebook handle, <laughs> my LinkedIn handle, my YouTube handle. Um, I don't know if I'd be an expert if I didn't have those social handles. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. It helps to go in and claim it and then then Prove fulfill it, it yeah. and do it. Yeah. Okay. So to tell me about the, what, what you did next? Like you, you wrote the book and. So I wrote the book. I, well, I still had my day job. So um, that was 2005. I had my day job through, I think it was 2007. 
And I remember going to a mastermind group because I realized, you know, I, I want to be a business owner. I want to, I want to run my own business and I don't want to have to manage a whole bunch of people. So um, I, I went to all these master and I was part of mastermind groups and I went to all these retreats and things again, back when we could go, go places and meet people. Yes. And um, I just remember like putting all of my energy into creating a business and a brand, which I didn't even have up until that point. So that was my last business, which was linked into business. Um, and I just remember the day that I made enough money in my, you know, my, my side hustle that I could like go, you know, thanks. Thanks for all, you know, thanks for the time being, thanks for my whopping $4,000 a month. I'm going to go ahead and start my own business now. And so there, you know, there was a little crossover time, but I just remember releasing my job and then propelling forward in my business. And a scary leap. It was a scary leap, but it was an exciting one. Um, and what was interesting, I won't go into the whole story, but at the time I uh, had become engaged to um, someone in the same LinkedIn training arena. Um, and that didn't end well, mainly because he was also very engaged with one of our coworkers. I'll leave it at that. But <laughs> I remember going, oh man, what am I going to do? Like I quit my day job. I had almost given up my apartment and was getting ready to sign on an apartment for us in Denver. And like, I'm like, what do I do? Like now I've got to go and create something new on my own. And it was really interesting because by this point now, I, you know, I had linked into business. I had the blog. I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but I was doing some speaking gigs and, um, and I was on Twitter and I was on Facebook. And so I remember that day, two people reached out to me, Twitter DMS back when I read my DMS, um, back before they were spam nation. Right. Uh, right. and, and it was actually two colleagues who were reaching out. I never said anything because this is before we overshared on social. So I hadn't said anything about the breakup or anything, but they had both reached out out of the blue and said, hey, we're interested in you and we're interested in working with you. And so that kind of got me over the hump of now I've got to go out really on my own, my own and, and launched me into uh, the career. And then Shortly after that, Wiley reached out to me and said, hey, do you want to write a book for us? <laughs> wow. um, okay. So that was the first book, LinkedIn Marketing, an hour a day. And then from there, it just, you know, the book led to more speaking gigs, led to, you know, more consulting gigs, led to more books, led to more speaking gigs. And so Propel Me 10 years forward in 2017, I was so sick of LinkedIn. Like I was like, I cannot do another profile. I just... <laughs> can't do, I'm going to go be a life coach. Like I cannot do LinkedIn for one minute more. Um, and that was about the time Mario, who's our CEO reached out and said, Hey, I'm thinking about creating this super company. And I'm like, yeah, no. And then he reached out again and said, are you sure you can come in as my COO? And I'm like, do you know me like COO? Like that is like the worst job title for me. And he tried a third time and said, but listen, we've got, you know, Kurt Shaver and Bernie Borges and, and a couple other people who are no longer with us, um, you know, who are interested. And I'm like, okay. And what I learned was in that mindshare space, having, you know, three other partners in a business and that mindshare, it created a new love for LinkedIn. So I went ahead and read it, wrote another couple books and um, we've been, we've been going, we've been just 
exploding with Van Grasso really ever since. I love it. Um, what is in all of this that you've done so far, what is the biggest success or home run that you've hit so far? You know, I, uh, there's, uh, there's so many, I mean, it was just my, my, you know, my first 10 K speaking gig overseas, um, my first book offer, obviously, uh, you know, but also like the first time, and this is going way back to like 2010, first time I hired an employee and was able to let go of doing all of the menial work, um, you know, and then obviously with the creation of Vengresso, that was huge coming together. And, you know, we had at least three out of the four of us had really big egos and was not quite sure how that mind meld was going to happen. But um, that was, that was huge because it, it allowed me to get over myself a little bit. Um, it allowed me to open up to a, a whole new, bigger um, uh, buyer persona that I hadn't been too engaged with. I was doing a lot with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, job seekers, um, but not so much like enterprise size companies. So there was, you know, there was just an opening up. And I think I'd gotten, and the reason I was like, I'm never doing LinkedIn again was, I was kind of the LinkedIn expert. I'd written all the books. Yeah. I'd done all the LinkedIn learning courses. I, you know, had all the interviews. I was the expert who knew everything. And I, I had stopped learning myself. I'd gotten kind of conceited in my placement. I'd stopped learning myself. And so once I realized I maybe wasn't the end all and be all of all things LinkedIn, um, that opened up that learning capacity. And I think that is huge. Like once we stop learning, once we stop considering that we're students and we think we know everything, that is the very minute everything shuts down. Yeah, especially in this digital space. Yeah. So, and you rewrote your books, re you re-released the 101 Ways to Rock LinkedIn, slightly changed the name, but yeah, we re-released yeah. that one just a couple months ago. Nice. Congratulations. Okay. Of everything you've done, what's the biggest failure you've had, the biggest mistake you've made and, and what you learned from it? I think the biggest mistake, as I just mentioned, was thinking I knew everything. And that, like I said, that, that really shut down my ability to learn. And it also, when you think you know everything, it shuts down your ability to be em empathetic to others. And I think good leaders, uh, good business owners, good CEOs, um, you have to re remain empathetic to not only your clients and your prospects, but you need to remain empathetic to your employees, to your consultants, to, you know, to your contractors, however you formed your company. Um, because if you don't, you just lose so much touch that, you know, your success is only going to propel you so, so far. And after that, you're just off the cliff. What is your best monetization secret or strategy? Yeah, you know, to take it, um, because LinkedIn obviously is, is, is my yeah. playground, you know, you, you have to stand out, obviously, whether it's your personal branding, the way you're engaging, um, the way you're reaching out to people, the content that you're sharing, you need to stand out because there's like, what, 750 million users, it might be more than that now. And there's a lot of people in your space doing what you do. And so in order to stand out, you just have to do things a little bit differently. So I always recommend, you know, keep follow LinkedIn's blog whenever they introduce something new, like at least research it. If you don't jump in hundred percent, at least research it 
and see how you can use it to help you stand out. Um, you know, one great thing that I love, which is brand new, is the video cover stories. I mean, not everybody even has it yet, but the ability to create a little video and have the Harry Potter effect, I call it, on yeah. your profile where your picture is. Once you have video cover stories, when someone's on your profile, they'll look at your picture, but in a couple seconds, it turns into a talking head video and you can give them a little 20 second kind of elevator speech. Um, and then it goes back to your picture. So that's really cool. And that can really make people stand out. The other new thing, relatively new are, are LinkedIn stories. And, you know, for me, I tried it on for about two weeks and I went, whoa, this is just like way too much work. And it's starting conversations, but it's not starting conversations with my buyers. It's, it's just starting conversations. And so again, I had quality, but not maybe qualified conversations happening there. And so always keep an eye on what's new um, as far as I'm concerned on LinkedIn and, and how can you use that? You know, when LinkedIn came out with native video and the ability to upload native video, we jumped into that, you know, 100%, we got great results. And I think video is so important on all the socials, whether you're on LinkedIn, Insta, you know, you maybe not Clubhouse because there's no video, but yeah. uh, TikTok, you know, whatever social site you're on, video is so important because as the pandemic has affected our ability to do face-to-face -face meetings, the way people engage is through social. And a lot of times that's just, you know, pictures and text and which is better than nothing, but it doesn't give people a great sense of who you are. So yeah. if someone can go to your LinkedIn profile, you've got that video cover story. Um, maybe you use the name pronunciation tool, which is a 10 second audio introduction, uh, all, all above the fold, right? Um, maybe you add images or a speaker's reel or, or video for your company in the featured section. Maybe you're sharing video content out, you know, those types of things give people a great sense of who you are. They help to build your credibility. They help to build that KLT, that know, like, and trust factor. And that means that people are more, a lot more likely to A, accept your invitation and B, have a conversation with you. Yeah, for sure. What do you feel is the biggest tectonic shift that's transforming businesses today? Yeah, I, the pandemic. I mean, yeah. without fail, there were so many brick and mortars who were unable to pivot and crashed and burned. And I, I'm, that's horrible, right? There's so many um, small restaurants and, and storefronts that just couldn't grasp that pivot. And, um, and it's really, really sad. On the other hand, you have companies like our company, right? We teach virtual selling. So, I mean, it was great for us, but there's everyone else in between, you know, folks listening to this podcast who at the beginning were like, well, you know, maybe we'll be shut down for a week or two. And then it's like, well, maybe a month or two. And then after month one or two, you're like, we have to do something and faster. I'm not going to have a business. Yeah. And so, you know, again, for us, LinkedIn was kind of a no brainer. We live very much in the B2B space. That's where our B2B folks were. And people were desperately needing to know how to get onto LinkedIn the right way, how to build their brand the right way, how to learn how to communicate the right way to learn how to connect and engage the right way. Because so many companies said, okay, we're in a pandemic. Um, first of all, we just fired half of our sales staff. And for those of you who are left, okay, get on LinkedIn and start making connections. Right. And it's just like, no, I mean, we <laughs> help, we need help. We don't know how to do this. And so it was 
it worked out really well for us. But I think the pandemic, as far as tectonic shifts, it catapulted some companies and it and and it destroyed some companies. You know, yeah. So it's um, it, it's sad that it had to happen. But for the folks who were able to grasp the opportunity, um, it's shooting up like Bitcoin, right? <laughs> Right. Well, yeah. And, and that's the same thing with tectonic shifts, right? They can cause yeah. massive destruction through right. earthquakes or volcanoes, and they can cause yeah. massive growth through mountain formations. And it just comes down to, are we willing to identify it and leverage that's it right. and, and run with it as fast as we yeah. can? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's it. Your, your ability to react, you know, to take, to react, take a breath, react and, and, and do the best with what you have. Um, I think that's, you know, this, this pandemic is not going to be the last time we go through global upheaval. I don't know what the next one looks like, but I think now many of us are better suited towards what's going to happen next time, whatever that is. Yeah. One of the, one of the most important tectonic shifts that's happening today, I call credibility marketing. Yes. And historically, a business used to buy a lot of advertising and use that to yeah. tell the world how awesome they were. Right. And that just doesn't work anymore. No. And businesses have to, have, are having to adapt to find much more credible ways yeah. to communicate their message with their audience. And LinkedIn is a great way to do that. Yeah. Maybe you can comment a little bit about how we can leverage LinkedIn to more effectively implement credibility marketing. Yeah, 100%. Like, like I said, you know, I'm a LinkedIn expert because that's my handle everywhere. But is it really? You know, all day long we can call ourselves experts and the best. It's not until other people start saying that about us that it actually becomes true. And what I love about LinkedIn is they have, you know, recommendations where you can get testimonials from people that you've worked with, people who know you. Um, and not only, you know, do they lend more credibility to your profile, they help your profile become more findable too. Because if the folks that are writing you recommendations actually have some keywords in there, you know, yay, happy dance. And it, it no one, like so few people actually ask for the recommendation. I get it's kind of hidden, you know, it's hidden under the three dots on, <laughs> on the top of your profile. So you have to go there and then you have to be connected to the individual in order to ask for that recommendation. But, and some people are just, I don't know, some, something about, you know, generationally some, um, you know, either by gender or generation, some folks are afraid to ask for recommendations or testimonials, but there's an awesome opportunity there. You know, another feature is skills and the ability to get skills endorsements. I mean, so many people like hate yes. skills, but hey, if you don't have the skills there, you won't get the endorsement. Yeah. And again, skills, the more endorsed a skill is, the more likely you're going to be found under that keyword on LinkedIn. And people look at those numbers, right? If you've got one endorsement and your competition has 99 plus, guess, you know, it, it might actually sway the person towards the 99 plus endorsements. And then, like I said earlier, you've got this featured section where you can add media. If you've got video testimonials, case studies, um, you know, things like that, you can add them as well to the featured section and really make your profile more of a resource for your buyer. Um, another referrals, right? That's another way to build credibility is ask 
folks that you have in common to recommend or refer you to someone else in their network. And here's the, here's the trick, write the referral for them and have them CC you on the introduction so that you know what they're saying and you know they did it. Um, but there's so many different ways that you can utilize LinkedIn and, and the different features to build that credibility you know, prove your expertise. Don't just say you're an expert, share your knowledge, blog posts, podcasts, voicemails, videos, videos yeah. you know, excerpts of your books, articles. There's a new uh, feature called subscriptions. That's amazing. I don't have it yet, but um, my friends who have it, I'm like, holy, I mean, it's, it's a great way to create a a subscription that people can subscribe to or a, an article that people can subscribe to and LinkedIn will email it to <laughs> your subscribers. I mean, it's, there's so many content marketing features, um, all that you can use to prove your expertise, not just say you're an expert. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing about the endorsements that really helped me is when I realized that I can create my own endorsements. Yes. I don't, I, I can create my own skills there. Yes. I don't have to take what people are just saying about me <laughs> exactly. and I can also prioritize them. Right. Yes. So At when I top three, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. years ago I decided I wanted to be one of the world leading experts at digital monetization and nobody yeah. was talking about that. Right? right. So no one would endorse me for that because it just wasn't a common skill that yep. people even knew about but I was able to create digital monetization and put that right up there as one of my top three and yes. I've been doing it for years now. And, and, you know, now I'm building a whole business around digital monetization. So well, it's so funny you know, you said that because I remember, um, I mean, it was years, years and years after I'd written LinkedIn marketing an hour a day, like LinkedIn marketing, literally in the name of the book, I didn't have LinkedIn marketing as a skill. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I so yeah, that was kind of embarrassing until I got to my 99 plus, but same, I just pinned it to the top and over time enough people, you know, gave it the, the thumbs up, yeah. the endorsement, but that was really embarrassing. And similarly, <laughs> you know, when we started Vengresso digital sales transformation, I didn't even know what that was. And so I didn't have any endorsements for that. So same, I had to pop it into my profile and pin it to the top. Um, you know, not only so to get those endorsements, so people go, okay, yes, he knows what she's, he's saying, she knows what she's saying, but also, you know, also just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the key takeaway for the key takeaway for listeners of the show is make sure you go to your LinkedIn profile and look at what the three top most endorsed skills are and make sure those are the three things you really want to be known for. Right. And if they're not the most important things that you want to be an expert at, push those lower in yes. your skill list and then pick the three that you care most about that you want the world to know you're an expert for and make sure those are at the very top. And, and over time, those will build and grow that exactly. putting them at the top is kind of your signal to your friends and family that yes. this is what I want you to endorse me for. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much, Vivica, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here are some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, once we stop learning, everything shuts down. Number two, we can call ourselves experts all day long, but it's not until other people start saying it about us that it actually becomes true. We can ask for recommendations on our LinkedIn profile to help build our credibility. Number three, through endorsements, we can get a third party telling potential clients that we're good at something. This will make our profile stand out amongst our competitors, especially if we can choose unique skills to include on our page. Number four, 
We should publish and share interesting and engaging content targeted directly to our niche audience. Number five, video content helps our customers get a sense of our unique personality. And video tends to be very effective on LinkedIn. To learn more about or connect with Vivica, you can connect with her on LinkedIn. You can visit her website at vengresso.com or you can find her books on amazon.com. And there's links to each of these sites on the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. You can get a free passion marketing ebook and learn how to become a top priority of your ideal customers at passionmarketing.com. Or you can subscribe to Monetization Nation on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook group, and your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in your LinkedIn marketing. Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.